Hello, and welcome to Let's Listen. This is episode two of this audio-only Grim Fandango Let's Play. My name is Sam Hillstead, and I will be your narrator. Previously on Let's Listen, we met Manny Calavera, a down-on-his-luck salesman from the land of the dead. He works for the Department of Death, selling travel packages to help the newly dead on their journey to the Ninth Underworld, the land of eternal rest. But Manny's clients never qualify for anything but the most basic travel packages. So he decides to steal a client from his rival salesman, Domino. He pulls off some trickery to intercept a client before it gets to Domino, and he enlists the help of the company mechanic, a lovable orange oaf named Glottis. Together, they meet Meche. She's practically a saint, but even she doesn't qualify for anything. When Minnie tries to explain this to his boss, Don Kopal, Meche leaves on her own, walking, when she should have had a ticket on the number nine train, their premium travel package. Furious, his boss locks Manny in a storage closet. Somehow, not an HR violation there. Then, a mysterious man tells Manny through the door that they're planning to sprout him, a miserable death that turns you into flowers. The man opens the door and reveals himself to be Salvador Limones. Wearing a green military uniform and a beret, he looks like a freedom fighter. He brings Manny to his secret hideout and announces them to a hidden camera. Salvador Limones and guest. Where are you taking me? A hidden passage opens. To the headquarters of the LSA. LSA? The Lost Souls Alliance. We're a small group, Manuel. We're always looking for new soldiers. The passage leads to an elevator, which brings them deep underground. To do what exactly? We need help in our intelligence unit. You know Eva, of course. Manny? I was once a reaper like yourself, Manuel. But I uncovered a web of corruption in our beloved Department of Death. I have reason to believe that the Bureau of Acquisitions is cheating the very souls it was chartered to serve. I think someone is robbing these poor, naive souls of their rightful destinies, leaving them no option but to march on a treacherous trail of tears, unprotected and alone, like babies, Manuel, like babies. What's your evidence? That's where you come in, Manuel. Or should I call you? Agent Calavera. Manny suits me fine. I'm not looking to join any military organization, Sal. I just want my job back so I can work off my time and get out of this dump. Well, you won't even be able to get out of this city without my help. Which means, of course, you won't be able to find that woman and you'll never get your job back. When you're ready to join the cause, Manuel, come talk to me. We might be of some use to each other. But Manny looks around first. They're in a concrete bunker of sorts, with maps and detailed plans strewn about, and a large vault in the wall. Where does this go? To a secret tunnel out of the city, but it opens for members of the LSA only. There's also a lot of technology around. Broken radios, a slide projector, a DoD computer. This computer shut off. We salvaged that unit when the company threw it away, but we have yet to get it working. When we do, We'll need you to get us into the system. I'll be long gone before then. We'll see, Manuel. And Ava's there too, dressed in an olive green uniform with a beret, just like Sal. 
So you're not really a secretary. I'm a spy, Manny. Well, that's the last time we use that temp agency. Any messages for me? Yes. Join or die. But I'm already... Again! Ava rolls her eyes. How long have you been a spy? Salvador recruited me about a year ago. I couldn't resist him. He's just so noble. Manny rolls his eyes. Doesn't Kapal wonder where you are? Don and Domino are both locked up in Don's office with some bigwig from downtown. Some fatty in a fez. Sal perks up. Hmm. Who is the fat man, I wonder? And how does he fit into this sinister puzzle? Manny puts his hand on Ava's shoulder. Ava, you gotta get me out of town. They're gonna sprout me. You can't leave, Manny. We need access to the DOD computer network if we're ever gonna find out what's going on. And we can't access without a salesman like you. The computer IDs you when you log on. How does it do that? Fingerprints? I don't have any. Your teeth, Manny. Haven't you ever noticed your computer scanning your teeth when you log on? I thought that was just a power search. We need your teeth, Manny. We can't let you go. Sorry. He sees she's tinkering with something. What are you working on there? I'm trying to get this radio working so we can use it in the field. But it looks pretty hopeless. Salvador is right. We need good old-fashioned homing pigeons to communicate with our field agents. You have field agents? No, it's just Sal and me right now. But someday, Manny. So, you won't help me out of here? Sorry. I'll help you out, but not your teeth. Think it over. Manny realizes he doesn't have much of a choice. And it's a cause he doesn't hate, so he agrees, for now, to help. Okay, I'm in. What do I have to do? I'm going to build an underground army of souls to fight the injustice I have seen in El Marro. Communication will become vital as the Lost Souls Alliance spreads out. We'll need messengers we can trust. You want me to be your messenger? No, Manuel. Our numbers are small and our agents are too valuable to risk that sort of work. History shows only one messenger to be of use to a cause like ours. Carry your pigeons. If I grab some pigeons off the roof, will you let me go? No, I need to raise them from birth, Agent Calavera. I need you to bring me their eggs. Manny agrees, but he has questions. Do you know something I don't know? Have you ever wondered why your clients, even your best clients, never seem to qualify for the packages you know they deserve? Yes. My last client in particular, Mechi. Well, they all did qualify, Manuel. Especially her. But somehow, somebody with access to the files has stolen their just rewards. Their sweet hereafters. Their tickets on the number nine? Precisamente, amigo. What would they do with the tickets? A ticket on the number nine is like a leaf of gold, Manuel. Especially to one who has died with a less than perfect record. Someone is profiting here from those that would buy their way into heaven. But money's not important here. We all just want out. You want to get out, Manuel. And so do I someday. But for some people, this world is all there is. They have decided to seek pleasure and happiness here in the eighth underworld. And for that, you need money. Before leaving, Manny confirms his mission. You're keeping me here because you need the eggs? Why are you still here, Calavera? Go get me an air force before it hatches. Now that's all the briefing you need, soldier. Viva la revolución! Manny knows his orders, so he takes the elevator back to street level. And of course, back topside, the festival is still going on. He sees his old friend, the sarcastic clown, but he also sees next to him the stalls have a bunch of food, which, when dealing with birds, could come in handy. Since I really didn't get to celebrate the festival this year, I think I'm entitled to a little pan de muertos. So he doesn't feel too bad when he takes a loaf. And now he has to make his way to the rooftop, where he knows the pigeons are going to be. 
So he heads back to the rope of ties knotted together and starts climbing again. He reaches the ledge by his boss's office, where there are a few birds flying around. But something's different this time. Hmm, Dom's office is empty. Manny doesn't think too much of it though, because Domino's office is wide open, and that's where he really wants to be. The first thing he sees is an open bottle of whiskey. He doesn't even hide his booze in a file cabinet. What kind of salesman is he? And then Manny sees Domino's computer on his desk. I'm gonna try to guess his password. He starts typing. Nope, it's not Golden Boy. But Manny has to keep snooping, so he opens one of the drawers in his desk. What the? It's a green light. It looks like a glowing hunk of coral. Manny takes it, just in case. There is something else though that Manny knows he needs. He opens another drawer and finds it. Domino's mouth guard. Ugh, Domino had this in his mouth. He'll use it soon. But for now, he pockets it and heads back out to the ledge. Manny will have to get creative to make it to the roof though. So he fashions that hunk of coral to the rope of ties and uses it as a grappling hook. It came in handy after all. Once on the roof, Manny sees a large group of pigeons gathered on the far side. He figures there must be a nest somewhere in there where he can get some eggs. But as he gets closer, Manny sees these are no ordinary birds. These are skeleton pigeons. And they attack. Hey! Manny retreats. He'll have to outsmart these birds. But luckily, he has everything he needs. A balloon version of Robert Frost, and pan de muerto. He puts the balloon on the ground. Maybe that will scare them, eventually. And he sprinkles the bread all around the balloon. And it works like a charm. The birds fly over, pecking madly at the bread, until the balloon pops and the birds fly away. you lousy little ledge pickers. This leaves their nest entirely unprotected. Manny leans over and picks up two of the eggs. You must come with me, young ones, for I am the Green Reaper. All that's left now is getting an impression of his teeth. Hey, what did they do with Glottis? Manny heads for Glottis's maintenance shed, but he's nowhere to be found. He does see, however, a machine that spits out pink gunk called Philodent. Manny fills up the mouth guard with the stuff. Philodent. Good for dents, great for dentures. He begrudgingly bites into it. Manny inspects his work. Wow, that made a perfect impression of my teeth and looked quite a chalky aftertaste too. So now he has the impression of his teeth, he has the eggs, so he heads back to the LSA. Agent Calavera, and two guests. He holds up his two eggs and the entrance opens. He takes the elevator back down. The headquarters is just like he left it. Ava is tinkering with the radio, and Sal is over by the slide projector going over his plans. Manny heads to Ava first. I have a little craft project here I want to show you. He holds up the mouth guard. 
full of that pink goo. Manny, this looks like a perfect impression of your teeth. We can use this as a mold to make a fake set of teeth and get into the computer system that way. Good work, soldier. He gives her the mouth guard and then joins Sal by the slide projector. I have a couple of things for show and tell. Check these babies out. Excellent, Manuel. With these, I can breed an entire army of winged messengers. Our revolution can spread now across the land, carried on the shimmering wings of justice, thanks to you. Agent Calavera, you are a friend of the revolution, Agent Calavera. And now... Sal opens the tunnel, and they leave together. Let me be of service to you. You must go to the town of Rubacaba, my friend, if you want to find your lost soul. How do you know where she is? I don't, but everyone who wants to get to the Ninth Underworld must cross the Sea of Lament, and therefore must go to Rubacaba to get passage on a ship. As long as you get there before she does, you'll find her. But it may be quite a wait. I'll wait as long as it takes. Manuel, are you in love with her? Love? Love is for the living, Sal. I'm only after her for one reason. She's my ticket out of here. Eventually, they reach the end of the tunnel. Manny climbs out and into a bizarre landscape. That was some tunnel. I'm all the way to the edge of the petrified forest. The petrified forest is an ominous place, full of twisted and barren trees. It's eerily still and everything is this dismal gray. Manny starts exploring and, at first, Everything seems completely lifeless. But then Manny sees a large orange something writhing on the ground. He moves closer and sees that it's his old friend Glottis, curled up into a ball. (laughs) Glottis, my friend, why are you crying? Manny? Oh, Manny, they fired me! He stomps his feet (laughs) and starts hitting himself in the head. Me too, buddy. You don't understand, Manny. I was created just to do that job. It's the only thing that makes me happy. It's like they reached into my chest and pulled out my heart and threw it into the woods. And that's exactly what Glottis does to himself. Glottis, what have you done? Manny sees where he threw the heart. Oh, Glottis. It's caught in the middle of an enormous spider's web. Meanwhile... Wake up, buddy. He's not moving. I wonder how long he can live without a heart. Manny doesn't want to find out, though. So he goes to investigate. The web's a little bigger than he thought. Oh, no. And there are spiders everywhere. Ooh, ick. Shoot! And also, a large pile of bones. I guess I could always use a spare. So Manny picks one up. And throws it into the web. Soup's on! Huh, they don't seem very interested in that bone I put in there. And this gives Manny an idea. So he takes out his trusty, retractable scythe. He hooks it onto the bone and pulls back, using the web like a giant slingshot. The heart goes flying, and the spiders look disappointed. Oh, poor spiders. 
No more demon hard to eat. Meanwhile, Glottis is somehow still alive. And luckily, his heart landed right next to him. It's still beating. So Manny picks it up and slams it back into his chest. Glottis slowly pops up and opens his eyes. Heart! Heart is good. Be good to heart. Don't tear out heart. Heart is good. Strong, beating good heart. Hey, is that my car? It is. Meanwhile, Domino and Don have some explaining to do. Mr. Lamonds, I assure you the missing woman will be found. I will personally track her down myself. Just like you personally picked her up from the land of the living? That was my intention, but Agent Calavera somehow got to her first. We gave you the fastest car, Domino. We gave you all the best clients. You had all the advantages. So how was this Calavera able to sneak in there and eat your lunch? Oh, now, Hector, you can't get too mad at Domino. That wasn't his fault. Oh, I can, Don. You should know I can get too mad. But not at Domino. After all, he wasn't in charge of this operation. At least, not until now. He pulls his gun out. Hector, no! and flowers burst from Don's eye sockets. Marigolds. <laughs> Funny. For some reason, I was expecting tulips. Well, maybe Mr. Calavera, eh, Domino? Why don't you personally go down to the basement and escort him up here? The sooner he's sprouted and we can get back to business, the better. And then, back in the petrified forest... Wanna go for a ride? I thought you'd never ask! Manny and Glottis climb into their new souped-up car and start the engine. Glottis backs up into a tree. Oh! Sorry. But then they're off to the races. Flames bursting out of the exhaust, blazing through the petrified forest at breakneck speed on their way to Urubacaba to rescue Meche. But pretty soon, Manny gets a feeling. Hey, wait a second. A feeling that they've been here before. He keeps seeing the same gray gnarled tree with pumps in it over and over again. No matter what path they choose, it always brings them back to the start. Lotus is having so much fun he barely notices. Until Manny takes the wheel to try to take a shortcut through some rougher terrain. Manny, this is a low-riding street rod, not a 4x4. We don't have the clearance for that kind of road. Eventually, they pull over at that bizarre tree with the pumps in it. These pumps are stuck onto the side of the tree, connected to pipes, like they're pumping something into or out of it. Híjole, mano. What sort of unholy Christmas tree farm is this, Gladys? Gladys? Manny, check out this wheelbarrow, will ya? With a couple of ATV nubby tires on the back and a two-stroke lawnmower engine, we could make one sweet go-kart. Hmm. Manny's more interested in the tree, though. Gladys, what are they doing to that tree? Oh, 
city boy. You work all day in a 60-story skyscraper, but didn't you ever wonder what it was made of? The marrow of these trees, man. They suck it out. It's like cement. Is that why the town's called El Maro? Huh? Never thought of that. And so he thinks of it. Maybe so. And nods his head. Meanwhile, Manny is disgusted by this revelation. This forest sucks the marrow out of everything. Manny sees a switch nearby that might turn the whole thing off. So he pulls it. And the pumps slow down. Careful, Manny! With the harmonic balancer turned off, those pumps might shake that tree apart. Oh, but... Oh! If we shook the tree down, those pumps would dislodge, and I could make high-lift shocks out of them for the phone wagon! Hold on, I'm going to unbalance that wheel with some of these weights. That'll shake her down for sure. Gladys picks up some rocks and climbs to the top of the tree, where there's this wheel mechanism. Okay, just give me a second to balance these doggies. But as he's up there, Manny sees another switch. He pulls that one too. Hey, Manny, what are you doing? The pumps go haywire, and the entire tree explodes. But Glottis comes up clutching one of the pumps. Manny, until now we scraped along the ground like rats. But from now on, we saw like eagles <laughs> like eagles on pogo sticks so he installs a hydraulic system what a relief i was getting concerned that our transportation wasn't ostentatious enough get in or are you afraid of heights manny climbs aboard the now significantly taller bone wagon with this stilt-like hydraulic system. And now they're able to go over that rougher terrain that Manny wanted to go through earlier. But they quickly hit a wall, literally. So Manny stops the car. Glottis wants to keep going. So he makes sounds. The wall is made of thick concrete, and it's tall, so there's no going over it. There is a locked gate, though, and an odd-looking sign next to it. This signpost seems to be pointing the way to Rubacaba. But it's not pointing to the gate. It's pointing back to the petrified forest. So Manny follows it. But he also brings the sign with him. He sees that it can easily be pulled out of the ground. So he walks for a bit and plants it somewhere else. The sign takes on a life of its own and points in a new direction. Manny follows and then plants the sign there. Again, it points in a new direction and Manny follows. And one more time, he puts it in the ground and the sign goes haywire this time. Until finally, it points down. Loteria. A passageway opens. Manny goes inside, where it's almost completely pitch black. The few things Manny can see, though, are bones. He explores until he finds 
a crude carving in the wall. It looks like some sort of warning sign. They'll tear you apart bone by bone and build with you a human throne. Their bucktooth king will sit upon what once was you, but now is gone. This key unlocks the gates of hell. Steady traveler, use it well. There's a small carve out in the wall where many sees a key. So he climbs up and grabs the key. Can't pass up an old creepy key. Back at the wall, Glottis is still entertaining himself. Manny pays him no mind. And instead goes up to the gate to try to use the key. Manny! What are you doing? Don't you know what's on the other side of that gate? Yeah, the way out of the forest. Demon beavers, Manny! They'll make you into a dam! Relax, Geppetto. I'm not made of wood. But Manny! They don't use wood. On the other side, Manny finds a dam made of human bones, swarming, flaming demon beavers, and they attack. Hey! Manny smartly retreats. Manny sneaks back to get a better look and concoct a strategy. He takes stock of everything he has on him. His retractable scythe, some leftover bread, a deck of marked cards, and a standard DoD issue fire extinguisher that he kept for some reason. Manny takes it out and hides behind a bush. He still can't attack them head on but he can outsmart them. So he picks up a bone from the dam and throws it. The stupid beaver chases it, and Manny uses the fire extinguisher. He does it again, and it works again. And then there's one more. And it's just as stupid as the rest. So just like that, the way is clear. Manny goes back to tell Glottis the good news. So they climb aboard the bone wagon and get ready to make the last leg of their trip to Rubakawa. First though, they have to go over the dam. Manny, I don't know if I like driving over people. They can't feel it, they're dead. You're dead? I wouldn't want to drive over you. That's because you and I, Gladys, are friends. Aw, Manny. The rest of the drive is smooth sailing. Oh, when they get to Rubacaba, it's a ghost town. Hello? Miss Colomar, we're here to save you! Hey, lay off the racket, the whole town's asleep. But I want a drag race. When they get a load of my car, we're gonna be the talk of the town. You're right. We're gonna have to find a good place to hide that road show. Speaking of hiding, I wonder if Mitch is here already. I'm gonna go see what I can stir up. Not a bad piece of real estate, actually. It's got potential. As Manny walks away, Glottis starts playing with the hydraulics. Until Manny shoots him a look. The town is covered in a thick fog. Manny can't make out much of anything, except
except a tall green building on the side of the cliff that looks like a lighthouse. Inside, it's actually a diner with ketchup and mustard bottles everywhere and a man in a yellow uniform mopping the floor. A familiar man. Mr. Flores, I'm ready to take you now. Manny Calavera, is that you? Didn't you used to be taller? Manny was wearing stilts the last time Celso saw him. What are you doing here? Well, if you must know, it's about my wife. I got word that she passed away not long after I, and that she too was crossing the land of the dead on foot. It is said that all lost souls come to Rubacava, so I came here to wait for her. Manny nods his head. You must love her very much, Celso. Yes, this is true. Of course, she also has all of my money. How do you know your wife hasn't gone ahead of you? Oh, Manny, if she had arrived here first, surely she would have waited for me. Manny believes him and wants to help. I'll help you find your wife. What did she look like? Oh, here. I got this from the DOD and made copies to hand out. Isn't she something? She must have been beautiful with skin. Weren't we all? He gives Manny the photo. So, know a good place to stay in town? What's your price range? Somewhere around the high end of nothing. Then maybe, young man, it's time you started thinking about a job. First, he has to find Meche, though. I'm looking for a woman named Mercedes Colomar. Well, no one's come through town by that name, and you can take it from me. I, too, am looking for someone, so I watch the comings and goings around here very carefully. Many sighs, looking dejected. Well, I'd better go see how my other clients are doing. If you say so, Manny. Manny leaves Celso to his... drudgery. Back outside, the fog is still blanketing the town. Manny walks along the cliffside, pondering his next move. But then... He takes a step too far. Luckily, a local sea captain saw the whole thing and drags Manny out of the water. You gotta watch your step around here, stranger. Rubicabe ain't the quaint little port town she used to be. He sees the bone wagon. Well, looks like there's a new vessel in town. Pardon me whilst I go check her out. He's a grizzled, salty-looking man with a blue captain's hat and an eye patch. A true sailor look and vibe to him. He goes to talk shop with Gladys, and Manny follows. Well, actually, it's mostly stock with a few mods here and there. So, would those be glass packs I'm hearing, or turbos? It all kind of goes over Manny's head, but he keeps listening anyway. There was this one high-pitched whine it was making, really grating noise, you know? And I searched and searched, but I couldn't find the source of the noise until we pulled in here. Was it the blower? No, it was Manny screaming in the back like a cat tied to a cruise missile. <laughs> That's a good one. Hola. Hey, Manny, Doc Master Velasco here says he's got a place we can dry dock the bone wagon for a while. Oh, yeah. We can't leave a beauty like this out in the fog or her chrome will get pitted. Pitted? Did you hear that, Manny? You folks gonna stay in Rubacava for a spell? We're here looking for a woman named Mercedes Colomar. I'm not too good with names. Did she have any distinguishing marks or a tattoo? Not that she showed me. Well, like I said, I'm as good with names as you are with the fog. 
<laughs> Manny's not amused. How do you get around here with all the mist? Well, uh, when you've strolled these docks as long as I have, Pilgrim, you know where you are by the smell of the sea, by the sound of the lonely foghorn, by the icy touch of the cold, salty air. Wow! Manny, could I have an eye patch? Manny ignores him. Can I just ask, what is under the eye patch? Because I know it's not an eye. Oh, well. When I was alive, I had an eye patch like this. This one's just for the phantom pain. And that one eye socket used to scream like a banshee when the trade winds blew, so I plugged her. I might be here a while. Is there any work in this town? Well, there's lots of work down at the docks, but it's all union work. <laughs> and I just don't see you in that union. <laughs> then Manny remembers Celso. He takes out the photo of his wife. Ever seen this woman? Oh. If this is the woman you're looking for, take my advice. Forget about her. She sailed out of here weeks ago in a cozy portside cabin built for two. And she wasn't alone. How do you know she sailed out of here? I don't believe it. It's a tough break, Junior, but you gotta face it. Here, look it up in my port log if you want it in writing. Six weeks ago on a Tuesday. Ticket for two, paid in full. He hands Manny the logbook. I cracked the champagne on the bow myself. Hey, Manny! We were in the middle of a conversation here. Hey, hey, okay. Look, I know how you feel, son. Once I lost a very special lady myself. I waved to her from the docks as she sailed out of port, and I never saw her again. What was her name? The SS La Mancha was her name, but don't make me talk about her, because I, I just can't do it. So he doesn't try. Instead... Manny goes back to Celso to give him the bad news. Inside the diner, he's still in his yellow uniform, mopping back and forth. Manny goes up to him, opens the logbook, and shows him the entry. Celso, your wife sailed out of here two months ago with another man. Celso looks it over closely, not wanting to believe it at first. It's all in there. Oh, Manny. Is there a greater constant in nature than the treachery of women? Forget about her, Celso. Have you forgotten yours? I'm going after her. You take over my job here. This mop at least will never let you down. That compass in the handle will sure come in handy too! So Manny takes the walking stick turn mop and gets started on his new job. Mopping a carpeted floor in an empty diner in the middle of nowhere. Waiting hopelessly for a woman he just met, but can't stop thinking about. One year later, Manny's standing on a balcony wearing a white tuxedo. He's smoking a cigarette above a sign that reads Calavera Cafe. A door opens. Hey boss, you gonna come downstairs? I got a customer asking for you. You know I don't like to mingle with the customers. Well, you may want to mingle with this one. She sounds like your type. Thanks for listening to episode two of Grim Fandango on Let's Listen. Manny's made it. In a year, Manny went from mopping the floor of a diner 
to owning a premium nightclub in Rubakawa. But all this time, Mecha never showed up. Could this mysterious customer finally be her? Find out next time on Let's Listen, as Manny navigates the crooked cops, corrupt union, and morally bankrupt lawyers of Rubakawa. If you like the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I try my best to explain what everything looks like, but seeing screenshots and concept art on my social pages is the best way to understand what this bizarre world truly looks like. Again, my name is Sam, and this has been episode two of Grim Fandango on Let's Listen. See you next time.